0: Welcome on time. in to another edition of the Gang Does Fantasy podcast. We are not multi track mixing this one, so you'll hear Barra talking over me in the intro. And that's a spoiler alert that Barra is on the program this week. We'll give his intro in a second. First, let's talk with the commish. Reed Foster is in, as always, aka Eve Saint I'm Taylor Wilson, aka Falcoholics Anonymous. I wanted it to be a nice, like, who is this kind of surprise, but Barra's ruined it. But Reed, how are you this week? Doing well, coming off a pretty big victory,
1: seeing, uh, you know, feels like the team's coming together. Feels like there's, uh, we had some bones, and now we've added some ligaments. Oh. Who were slowly but surely building some muscle on top of there, so need to fill out the rest of the muscles. You know, nice little layer of skin, maybe some hair, but we're getting there.
0: Call him uh, Tommy John elbow specialist, Dr. James Andrews, the way that he's just kind of putting the ligaments together, putting the human body back together as we look, we've talked all year about Reed's team being built for the second half of the season, much more so than the first. You're seeing some of those results roll out. Meanwhile, Barra uh, is here. AKA winning is a breeze. Uh, You know, we're going to get into your team. We're going to dissect it. It's been a, uh, I'd say a mixed bag, obviously much, much, much better than me. And at times very successful this season. Barrett, welcome to the program. How are you, sir?
2: Doing well tonight, you know, uh, glad that I could join. You know, I had a couple things before this, also building some muscle, similar to Reed, but, you know, more so in the uh, in the uh, midtown gyms here. And, uh, you know, uh, the team that I have, it's, uh, it's been a fun one, but it's been a little bit of an underperformer, and I, uh, I haven't really been the best manager you know it's kind of like sean payton getting involved with bounty gate i've been getting involved in some personal scandals and it has you know distracted me a little bit from uh from you know winning is a breeze as maybe much as could, i used to win.
0: well you could maybe follow your namesake breeze and get involved in some you know slightly under the table sketchy um quote-unquote charity dealings as well so maybe that's your next step uh, as we get into that sure. as well um we did want to have you on though bear as we've tried to expand this thing out reed and i are here most weeks we were off last week we want to hear from some more voices in the league we've had eric on we've had young foster on uh i think that's it in terms of the guests so far this year right reed so we wanted to hear from more heads obviously the idea was to get both you and melfi on we're happy that it's just you as you walk through the uh the ever so dangerous brooklyn streets as fox news tells me every day but uh What do you feel about this team right now, Barra? Because my thing with winning is a breeze. It's kind of like when you see someone with a lot of money who still dresses like shit. It's like, what are you doing, dude? If I had your situation, I would be over the moon. You have the foundation of a great draft of some real bones of a good team, Barra. But you let this thing fester. And maybe now we're getting you you on the podcast. We're going to get you some more waiver moves. I haven't been involved the last couple of weeks either, and I'm two and six. So I can't chirp too much, but how do you feel about this team? It's five and three. It feels like it could be even better if you had made a move or two here in the, you know, the last few weeks.
2: Yeah. I mean, it's, it's come down to, you know, lack of preparation at times and um, you know, last year, similar, you know, plagues from just not being locked in on the waiver wire. You know, I scooped a Hubbard and in a hope that, you know, he can do something obviously not, uh, Dante Foreman, whatever, has been, you know, putting up some points. So who knows what that investment's going to look like. I also overpaid. But listen, when you got money like me, you can, uh, you know, yeah. you can pay a little extra for a, a you know, corner store shirt. Yeah, you can and, pay to
0: check a bag, you know.
2: Yeah, and so I, um, you know, I'm five and three. Yeah, I was hoping to go six and two. But, you know, when you look at it and you see – just kind of what I had, Um, you know, sitting Jacoby Myers versus the Jets, kind of, I feel silly. Um, Even though Renfro going against the Saints, who have been, you know, a little depleted, I still like, I mean, the Saints are my team. Shouldn't have probably gone against them. And it just came down to lack of preparation. I was, you know, if I had looked at that more closely, I would have not had that situation occur, but unfortunately it wouldn't have made a difference. You know, we'd fall up, a little short versus uh, cats as a purr for the OGs, um, but today I think Daniel's got a very strong team, and you know I could be at those levels, but I look at my team, I see Daniel Jones, you know, blossoming before our very eyes, and I see, you know, a tough situation. I've got cut. I'm fortunate did have Kelsey this past week. Um, I've got some, you know, positions of strength, but you know I've been unfortunately. You know, little injuries here, like Rashad Penny going down, obviously hurts me. Clyde taking a back seat a little bit to Pacheco. Who knows where that puts me? Kareem Hunt is certainly not Nick Chubb in that offense, even though, you know, and I think in last year, or the year before, you know, he was definitely a little higher of a of an output guy. So, you know, uh, it's tough at the running backs. Kevin Vera and the running backs uh have always had a tough time. Joe Mixon, Reed. You know, likes to talk up how good Joe Mixon was going to do on uh, Monday Night Football. I told him I wasn't feeling too confident in that. And uh, he uh, he had a bit of a dud. So, listen, if Stafford can get it going and, you know, make that connection with Cup in the second half, I have a chance with Kelsey and, you know, some of the other guys I have. But at the same time, uh, you know, I'm kind of treading water right now. So, we'll see what I could do.
0: Are, are you planning at all? Uh, like, are you in the weeds with trade talks right now? Or are you... Are you you sending out feelers? Anything like that?
2: Have not entertained the trade uh, wire literally for half a second.
0: You've had zero conversations.
2: Had zero conversations. Um, And yeah, and you know, listen, five and three is not bad, but um, it's a good start. But obviously this is the time where I have to take advantage of, of the position I'm in and you know execute some of these moves to uh to you know propel myself and i'd say probably the only two uh people on my team that are virtually untouchable would be cup and kelsey and maybe Justin it. tucker and maybe just heard tucker it here for first
0: from, yeah of course for, of course for vibes um all right so the the cup the untouchables you've gone through sorry i got a little distracted by text um where are you at, though, like in terms of writing this thing out? Because you say you haven't had any trade talks. You are read has outlined. I'm not sure where you find this data read, but I saw, I saw that. You, you've outlined that, that you have the fewest waiver moves in the league. Three waiver mo- moves the entire season. Is that a correct stat?
1: Uh, I mean, probably, that's what it says probably. on the standings.
0: Holy shit. See, this is the kind of stuff that makes me pissed. It's like looking at what Elon Musk's fits are like. It's like, come on. <laughs> what's the plan yeah. with the money, I guess, is my question Vera. Like you, you say you're not involved in the trade talks. So are you planning on hopping a little bit deeper into the way? I know you had one somewhat pricey waiver move at some point, right? I, I thought you did like a $30. Maybe I'm thinking of someone else.
2: Hubbard. Hubbard, that's right. Hubbard, yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, <laughs> is that where you want to go? Or are you are you going to have a balanced approach, waivers and trade, or maybe neither and say, hey, you know, I am a, a supreme drafter and I'll just let this ride the whole season.
2: I mean, listen, it's an interesting position because my team is, is in a position where, you know, if it, it has a couple hot weeks, sure, I could, you know, be the highest scorer like I've been, and I could beat anyone. But, you know, there's also times when my team underperforms and I'll I'll lose and I won't, you know, perform the way I should. So, I mean, listen, I'd, I'd probably like, you know, me, bro, Under like, you know, inflating the value of fab and, you know, trying to throw all the fab and a player for a star, you know, that's typically my – my downfall. So we'll see, you know, I mean, listen, I'll, I'll, obviously try to keep a little, but you know, I'm willing to dish out, um, Elon Musk type numbers for certain players. So
0: do we have, is there any Michael Thomas update? What I would know this as well as anyone. Uh, probably,
2: it's but, his, uh, it's not looking good. It doesn't it, look very promising.
1: I mean, this dude's been like, you know, maybe next week for like half over half the season, literally since like week two or three. Which, like, like, they didn't even put him on IR. So you were just like, all right, well, he'll be back within a month. Otherwise, they would have put him on IR.
0: Well, the language they used, I thought, after whenever that was, week one or two, uh, was like, this is not, I think they specifically said, this is not serious. Like, they used language like that. Um, or they said week to week. I, like, they phrased it in a way to where it's getting weirder and weirder uh, by the week. I will say Yahoo is throwing out a 14-point projection for him this week. So they seem to think he's going to play on Monday Night Football. I don't know what's going on there. Yeah, I mean, I mean,
2: it's I Saints, sorry i was just saying I, I like you know the extra day hopefully you know it can you know help extra us get some day. that's back. all about yeah yeah <laughs> the extra day man you know hopefully we can get back Lattimore and michael thomas we'll see man that, Maybe that seven extra weeks day.
0: <laughs> the extra okay. day this week will do it yep yep sure sure um I, all right just going up and down bear's roster since we have him here we might as well chat uh i, I cranked a few of these numbers out obviously the tony pollard thing turn in the corner he's now you know i mean you're not gonna get a 45 burger every week his numbers are a little bit inflated because of this you do have i know you're here talking about like oh bear and the running backs uh always struggle. You do have four in the top 25 you know i, I think the mix-in thing in terms of what he is in that offense while chase is out is an interesting thing to think about not off to a good start in terms of what happened on monday night but he did get nine targets in that game. So you think, all right, well, maybe if he's getting those nine targets, each of these non-chase games, that could be a promising thing as well. I'm not maybe as low as you are on the back, Spara, but I, I can understand your concerns.
2: <clears throat> For sure, definitely.
0: I mean, I feel like so much of it just depends
1: on, like, when does Ezekiel Elliott come back? And then when he does, do the Cowboys have the common sense to go with Pollard, who's just decidedly better? Like, that that was the 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 cable game last week, Cowboys-Bears. I mean, Pollard... He just adds such different dimensions than Zeke. There were so many different plays where the Bears had him like two or three guys tackling him in the backfield, and then you'd look up and Pollard 60 yards downfield. And I mean, if he can be if he can be the starter on a consistent basis, at that point, you definitely have two two RB ones easily and maybe two top five running backs, and that completely changes your season.
2: Yeah, he's he's got top end potential in terms of his elusiveness and his um you know, just breakaway speed that I just think that he's always been better than Zeke for at least the last two years.
0: All right, finally, I know you're the Pittman guy. You're Mr. USC. Um, I I just want to get your thoughts on the Sam Ellinger experience and kind of where you're at on Pittman in that offense going forward.
2: I mean, Sam Ellinger is a bona fide scrub. I mean, there's – there's nothing about St. Allen that gets anybody excited except fucking Texas fans from 2016, right? Or whatever year. Um, I mean, he's not going to do it. You know, Mike Matt Ryan was, you know, starting to obviously throw, you know, high volume yards and, you know, looked like a, a solid quarterback some weeks. And, you know, the Pittman connection obviously, you know, was there at, at times. So I don't know what's going to happen with Ellinger and, uh, you know, that whole offense, but. Uh yeah, it's definitely up in smoke a little bit.
1: <laughs> would have been better if Pittman didn't drop the crucial pass at the end. And also if he didn't let himself get bullied out of the end zone of what would have been the game ceiling touchdown earlier.
2: Yeah, for for the amount of um, uh, you know, time that that man spends in the gym, you know, you, you can't be getting pushed, you can't be getting bullied. Um, so you know, it's disappointing to see, but um you know, it's uh like I said, just very unfortunate. So You know, like, listen, in a perfect world, my season turns around. Pollard stays the way he is. Mixon has an uptick. Michael Thomas comes back, and he's Michael Thomas. It's Pittman. You know, he figures it out with all the potential he has. Stafford, you know, gets on the same page with that offense, stops throwing picks and being a pussy. And, you know, uh, Daniel Jones continues the way he's going. Kelsey's Kelsey. The Buffalo defense is the Buffalo defense. Justin Tucker's the best kicker in the game. And, you know, I start managing some of these, uh, you know, flexes a little better. Sure. Could be a great end to the season, but um, you know, we know that, you know, that, that kind of perfection, you know, that, that kind of 10 leg parlay paying off uh, is not, not likely. So.
0: Yeah. Just ask Melfi's uh, uh DraftKings account. Am I right? Um, yeah. All right. Uh, <clears throat> Vera, I had something else I wanted to touch on with you here. Um, not my, I might, I might think- clock, right? that's exactly what I was going to do. Yep. Yep. Uh, I don't think Reed necessarily wants me bringing this up with y'all playing each other this week, but, uh, well, he knows, I hope he knows you're aware of the situation, right?
2: I mean, I'll look at my lineup. Okay. You know, I don't know
0: if he is aware of this. I don't know if he is aware of the situation. Okay. So you're going to want to open up the app. Uh, maybe take a look at your team. <clears throat> I'd go top to bottom, you know, maybe start with the quarterbacks. Um just take a look at what's happening this week. That's all. That's all. You know. There's a lot of good options available as free agents right now, thankfully.
2: No, there's not.
1: No, there's definitely not.
2: There's not a single one. There's not a single one. Oh Lord. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That listen, I mean, I guess I'll have to suck someone off for a cheeseburger tomorrow.
1: Well, you could pick up Jeff Driscoll and hope that like they do some like wildcat shit. (laughs)
2: Because this is where I talk about the quarterback
0: kind of hoarding and the quarterback value being even crazier than it's ever been in this league. There have been these situations before where someone gets to midweek and they're like, well, fuck. Um, Often you'll have, you know, a Taysom Hill or you'll have someone or it's like, "Eh, maybe this person gets five to seven passes. Maybe they get a couple of runs, something to avoid the goose egg or having to do a trade where you're getting completely manipulated um there's no one unless unless we have a couple of injuries you know an injury in, over the next couple of days um i believe the number is zero in terms of playable free agents right now um what's the the, uh, what's... To kind of do some tyler huntley stuff i thought didn't they or or my my buggin thought they used Raiders? to No, so there's no ask,
2: one. Let's, let me ask a question on the uh on the 2022 rental rules
1: yeah Well, you do have FAB to execute that.
0: This is where the FAB probably comes into play, I would imagine.
1: Um, But it, I mean, I will say it's probably pretty fucking hard for you. Because uh, as the rental rules work, um, okay, you got a loan out of player, but they, what do you call it? It's for at least three weeks and for at least $20 a week. But it can be negotiated higher if the if the manager in question has a certain amount of leverage, I guess. Uh, but I, I will say that I'm not sure how many people are going to be willing to loan out a quarterback to you for three weeks because then they'll run into an issue where they'll have a quarterback quandary.
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I could see a trade happening um, for a little bit.
1: I will loan we'll... out Malik Willis to you for hundred, fam. <laughs> Yeah.
2: Um, for sure. Yeah, definitely not. But
0: uh, it's on tape. It's on tape. I I heard a yes.
2: So we'll see what happens. Um, you know, the legal <laughs> entertain some people, and yeah, we'll see what happens.
1: We have a maybe a potential option for you later on in the episode.
2: Nice. Fake
0: trade bachelor tease. Let's go. Gonna be good. Um, yeah, you'll have some options. We'll talk. We'll get to that a little later. All right, Bear, this is the uh, Winning is a Breeze corner. We've done too much on your team. Any other thoughts, any other feelers you want to put out there? We've now established, just for those listening who have no idea what we're talking about, Bear has one quarterback uh, who's he's able to play this week. So that's what we were kind of trying to beat around the bush on. And, uh, and and you know
2: why? That's because Matt Ryan's a pussy. Uh, but what I will say, just, you know, throwing compliments to some people in the league, Daniel Katz is a purr. Uh, you could have gotten, gotten his order. backup.
0: You know, you have a good fab situation. You could have, you could have done Catspurs,
2: that. Katz Spurs got a good team, strong competitor in this league. Uh, Shannon's definitely uh, much less of a joke than he appeared when he stepped into the league. He had one good, uh, he had one
0: good week. It was, it happened to be
2: against yeah, me. He had one exactly.
0: good week. Okay? No, he's had two. He's, t- t- oh, sorry, he's t- had t- two, t- he's had two, t- he's had two t- like boom weeks. Yeah. And then a lot yeah, of shit.
2: Yeah and uh you know nick is, is not the nick of the past ben's walking boot has you know returned to the shelf at cvs and uh yeah i mean i could give my whole take on everyone jack uh, justin squared i should have All executed right, we'll trade pick, with, we're gonna pick we're gonna pick the game i should we're, have we're executed a the trade game. with him oh. but i made a mistake well, you didn't.
0: It happens. It happens. Uh, all right. Let's move on from Barra's team and talk NFL trade deadline. Obviously, we've had a few moves over the last few weeks. You know, McCaffrey was massive, but some coming into this week. I know Reed has his Calvin Ridley jersey in the mail as he gets excited, uh, you know, for uh, Duval season there next year. Uh, lots of other stuff to get into. Just quickly outlining some of this stuff. Uh, I guess we'll go, we'll go move by move. Is that what you guys want to do here? Yeah, let's let's do it. All right. Uh has been kind enough to outline some of these. So Kadarius Tony from the Giants to the Chiefs, how do we feel about this move?
2: Can't can't get worse for him. So change of scenery. You know, hopefully we'll we'll change a lot, but there's literally like you, you could always say, like, oh, there's like he could be worse, but I, I don't think there's possible like possibility that any player could get traded and be worse. Like it's almost impossible based on how bad he's been this year. The lack of production, obviously, strong so, yeah, I mean, lack of production.
0: Reed, your thoughts?
1: I mean, he the numbers he put up last year were patently ridiculous, but part of me wonders if that's just because he was in the Giants receiving core. And it, it feels like the Giants just decide the last two years, Daniel Jones decides there's one receiver he's going to throw to, and that's the only guy he's thrown to all day. I, I, I know that you know it's a better offense and all that, but I just don't. I don't think he's going to stand out enough like this season to make a huge fantasy impact. You know, I think it's going to be one of those things where maybe you play him and he scores two touchdowns like Nicole Hardman did against San Francisco, or maybe you play him and he doesn't do shit.
0: Yeah. Those chiefs receivers are tough to figure out once you get down the depth chart a little bit. Um, All right. This one's interesting. Hawkinson going to the giants. This has been the one the of bike, those guys, sorry, I wrote that wrong. I also, I, I literally processed that in my head the same way. Um, this is one of the only sort of, you know, I mean, we talk about the tight end situation in fantasy this year. You're lucky, Barra. Well done. Kelsey, Andrews, there's like a small tier below them. I mean, it's a big gap, but there's a small group tier below them. And then there's a ton of shit below those guys. Hawkinson has been in that second tier, which, you know, when you look at the four or five teams, mine included, hopefully that's changing now with Schultz, but uh, you know, week to week, just trying to figure out what is the shit that you can try this week. And it basically ends up being with the kind of rest of the league tight ends. Are you going to get a touchdown from them or not? That's often what the conversation is for starting some of these players. So Hawkinson has been one of the rare exceptions Um in terms of a guy getting regularly involved, being a part of that Lions offense, of course, the Lions started leaning on him a little bit amid some injuries. So I think it's interesting to think about what his numbers would have been like, you know, with Swift involved in the passing game, with Amon Ra not getting hurt after those two massive weeks earlier in the year. Maybe he ends up being the same tight end that we've seen out of those third tier guys if those injuries didn't happen. But the fact of the matter is, he's been one of the more playable tight ends in the league this year. He now goes. Uh, into this Kirk Cousins offense. You know, lots of different things to consider. What does this mean if you're a golf owner? Eric, of course, is a new golf owner. Uh, what does that mean for those considerations? What does it mean for my boy, Captain Kirk? Um, and what does it mean for the rest of the tight end picture? So, Barry, we'll start with you. How do you feel about this move?
2: Well, it's a nice in-division move. The Lions are sinking. The Vikings are rising. Um, you know, Hawkinson, he's been in that second tier, I feel like since, since his first year was a complete dud, I believe. But, um, after that, I mean, he's, he's been pretty solid, you know, and, and Kirk's got volume. Um, and I just, Dan Campbell's a good head coach in in terms of motivation, but, you know, in terms of other things, I, I trust, you know, the Viking leadership a little bit more in terms of getting in the ball. And, uh, you know, I I think that there's definitely some potential for him to, uh, you know, solidify that, uh, that second tier, if, uh, if all goes well.
0: Reed, how do you feel about this one?
1: Yeah. I mean, I think Hawkinson, definitely his stock is going up here because, you know, I think you look at the Vikings receiving core right now, it's just not all that good beyond Mr. Jefferson. Like Adam Thielen just does not look the same. Like he's fine, but, he's just definitely not the same guy and KJ Osborne is, is, is what he is. Um, and then I think also like the collateral benefit will be to the running game. So Dalvin cook and Alexander Madison, and also Kirk cousins because there's been the whole complaint is that they haven't been able to have explosive plays. And I think the fact that TJ Hawkinson adds a blocking element that Er Smith didn't means they can do more of those play action shot passes and not be as obvious to the opponent having Hawkinson in. Um, so I think that could be a pretty nice benefit. I don't see, I mean, I think it hurts golf a little bit, but I don't think it affects him too much. Maybe just a few more targets to Swift or Amon Ra or whatever.
0: Well, especially since I mean, got Goff, goffs put up some decent numbers even when Amon Ra was hurt, you know. So I think getting him back into the fold, the Swift thing, I, whether it's Swift or Jamal, obviously, Swift helps the passing game more in theory, but um, we'll have to keep an eye on that. Swift keeps getting hurt so. Uh, Just really quick, uh, red zone scoring percentage by TD. Minnesota is actually fifth in the league right now at about two thirds of the time. They're getting it in. Obviously, a bunch of that is Dalvin. I see that number and I can't believe it because I'm just constantly frustrated by Kirk week in and week out. Part of that is there's so much pressure on him the way that my team is built because he's not a QB1. He's a high end QB2, but I'm putting him out there with complete scrubs at QB two. So I need him to be pretty much flawless week in and week out. And he's far from that. So I'm excited about this in terms of helping out that part of his game, the big play stuff. It's a great point read. I, I hopefully that'll really help the uh, just kind of everything with Kurt go up. Maybe it's going to cut down his rushing touchdowns, which of course is a big part of last week, but uh, you know, we'll have to wait and see. All right. Other trade stuff to get into um, chase Claypool to the bears. This is another one that could affect me with the Darnell Mooney stock. I'll go to you first Barra, on this one as well. There's obviously tons of stuff to think about here. The first one is Eric's boy, Justin Fields, who has been on a roll the last three weeks. Is this going to help him continue to be a better and better NFL passer? Perhaps Uh, Barra, where are you at on this move?
2: Absolutely. I mean, the first thing my mind went to is, is Justin Fields and, you know, this improving, uh, in real life, I thought the price was a little high. A second-round pick for a guy who like Claypool who really hasn't, I think, been showing much over the last season uh, and a half. And, you know, listen, I know Big Ben was there last year. I know some young quarterbacks now. But, you know, I thought second-round pick was kind of hard. But obviously the Bears, you know, are, are bought in on this guy, right? They see the value in getting Fields some help with Mooney and, uh, you know, Claypool. And maybe Claypool can turn a, turn a corner and show what he showed that rookie season. Uh, which was something, you know, pretty, pretty close to a a tier one guy, you know, borderline, you know, tier one guy. So um, if they can, you know, tap into that a little bit, um, you know, it's obviously huge for Eric, for Bears offense, but I don't know how much I trust it. Like I, I really don't see what Claypool has shown, even with questionable quarterbacks. Like there's plenty of receivers that have subpar quarterbacks that you know still are able to produce so um the bears are all bought in and so hopefully they'll you know obviously try to, to feature this guy but definitely a little sauce
0: really yeah, quick yeah. uh reed reed i'm gonna let you finish bear we're we doing a live bet on this knicks hawks game and we're all tied up now just went on a huge run 71 71 live bet can i interest you No thanks. Man. 20 bucks 20 bucks
2: i'm, I'm good what thank you
0: what a pussy reed go ahead
1: Uh, I'll put a, I'll put a live bet on the Hawks for you on DraftKings. If you want, I mean, go, listen, I would, I would recommend it. Vibes all in. Um, I
0: love when the Knicks get rattled. I feel good always. Um, what do you call it? I I think this move was fantastic. I do agree
1: with Barra on that. The the real life price, the second round pick is kind of pricey considering what Claypool has done the last couple of years. But you know, if you look at his numbers this year, he actually like his first two years, He played 80% of his snaps out wide and 20% of his snaps in the slot. And this year it's completely flipped where it's 80% in the slot. And a lot of that's just because George Pickens is here now and he's going to command the outside targets. And I I think he should because I just think he's better. And the Steelers recognize that. But Claypool still offers a downfield vertical element that's pretty pretty fucking special when you get things going. I mean, he's nicknamed Mapletron for a reason because his physical profile – is kind of akin to Calvin Johnson. You know, I think his contested catch ability is kind of overrated. Like, he's not like DeAndre Hopkins ball winner type deal, but I do think that with Justin Fields, you know, right now, the the Bears offense, the passing game, is not going to be precision passing game. That's why, like, I think he probably fits better than Jerry Judy, even though Judy is a better player in a vacuum. But, like, the Bears offense is going to hit you with explosive plays down the field and then little short passes. Claypool, where does he dominate? down the field on go routes and then also taking little screen passes and getting yards after the catch. So I think stylistically he fits for them pretty fucking well. And then, you know, the reports are that the Packers are offering their second-round pick. And if that's the case, you know what? I don't mind throwing the second for him him now to help him out. And I think from a fantasy perspective, I'm pretty interested in Claypool now, whereas before as the third fiddle on the Steelers offense, eh, not super into it. But the Bears, I think there's an outside
0: shot that he usurps Darnell Mooney as the number one target. Well, that's what I wanted to ask you, Reed. Like, how, how fucking petrified should I be if I ever want to start Mooney again this year? I still think you need to start him. I mean, I think <clears throat> that it could open up opportunities for him where he's going to be getting more favorable coverage. All right. Glass half full. Uh, we Any other trades that we're missing here? That, those are the big ones. Obviously. I mean, we haven't touched, we did a little bit. Did we, I can't remember if we had a podcast or not on the McCaffrey one, but um, we, I think we touched on it. We touched on good, it,
1: right? He's um, awesome. The, you know, there's like Chase Edmonds yeah. to Denver, Naheem Hines to Buffalo, uh, Jeff Wilson, to Miami, who cares?
0: Well, and just really quickly, Calvin Ridley. I mean, I touched on it at the top, oh, right. um, you know, this league is now a quasi dynasty league, right? You're considering things for future uh, years. So this is not a move that affects this season, but could be big for Reed's future with Trevor Lawrence. I don't know how you feel about, you were already tweeting and complaining about the receiving core uh, this past week, Reed. So this has to be exciting for the macro future.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think he adds something to them where he can just get separation in a way a lot of those guys can't. So, you know, I, I think that a, a wide receiver core of Pete Calva, ridley with Christian Kirk and Zay Jones, I think that's something I could be kind of excited about with Evan Ingram and then ETN in the backfield.
0: Be awesome to see that same version of Ridley, the downfield threat kind of guy that we've seen before. We'll see after all this time off. But um, you know, maybe he's been hitting the gym with Berra trying to get Swole. All right, we'll move on. Fake Trade Bachelor coming up after this Gang Desk fantasy podcast.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, all
0: right, here we go. It's that time again, folks. It's the fake trade. Bachelor. I have no idea if that music ever works, but I'm putting okay. it in anyway. Fake Trade Bachelor is back. This is, uh, you know, the commissioner's, well, there's a few different things here. It's a fun activity. It's good for the podcast. And oh, by the way, hopefully it also convinces people to do more blockbuster trades. So it has a lot of different uses. Bera, this is your first time around the block on the Fake Trade Bachelor. Welcome aboard. How you feeling?
2: Feeling wonderful. Honestly, it's uh, it's, it's really honestly cool, you know, to be a part of something, you know, that's so um, enlightening to lots of people.
0: Sense You can just sense the energy. The energy is extremely high for Barra here after his workout. All right. So basically the deal here is, in case you're not familiar, is read outline some hypotheticals. He picks some teams. Sometimes it involves the people here on the podcast. Sometimes it doesn't. And one person takes one side, the other takes the other, and they negotiate it out. And then at the end, we decide which trade gets the rose, which is the winner of the exercise. So it's interesting this week, because I think this is our first time doing all three. I got, well, we did the Eric one. Um, How do we want to do this? Who wants what? Reed, I'll let you take the reins here. Uh, How about you and I do the first
1: one? Because the first one um, involves you. And then that way... Barrett can get a little idea of how it's supposed to go. And then the second one involves Barrett. So obviously it makes sense for him to do that. Uh, and, and then you do the best Melfi impression.
0: And then we can swap off into me and Barrett can do the last one. So everyone gets to do two. Perfect. I like it. All right. So starting off, you will be uh, Melfi. I'll be me. And uh, yeah. you want to propose it or you want me to propose?
1: Uh okay you know what I'll 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 come forth with the the offer all right okay Taylor I have I'm just on a break from my time at Best Buy
0: <laughs> and I was perusing your roster ah you need to talk with you Melfi. it's been a while I texted you 10 times about trades haven't heard back how are you well I'm sorry but I've been flooded with wedding texts uh, there's a lot
1: of things people are asking my opinion about frosting. Yeah, And so I was looking at your roster and I noticed that you need a quarterback. So I was thinking, I send you my guy, Gino, and who's been awesome this year. I really don't want to lose him, but I do have my home so I can afford it. I send you Gino and you send me Stefan Diggs and, you know, Benjamin.
0: What do you say? So I appreciate the, uh, the the text. It's good to hear from you, Melfi. Um, hopefully everything's good in your life. I've had a few people approach me on digs. And the thing with digs is I actually feel, I know I need some moves, okay? I know I'm very top heavy as it is. My team currently has two of the top four non-quarterbacks in all of fantasy with Eckler and Diggs, And then there's a shit ton of gaps beyond that that I got to figure out. Um, my thought process though, in terms of, turning a receiver maybe into a quarterback because that is the situation. You've read my mind. That's absolutely the situation I want to improve. I kind of feel like I can make a quarterback happen with CD lamb. Now, this is an interesting one, especially for you, Melfi, um, because you're the Cowboys quarterback owner. It's particularly interesting because we're playing each other this week. It's also interesting because lamb is on a buy this week. So I know that part might throw you off a little bit. I'll just go ahead and Admit that right off the top, but I really, really love the Geno aspect of this. I think the dynamics of me getting Geno and giving up a really good receiver make sense. Are you into Lamb, especially with the way that your roster is constructed? It could make sense for you at Dak.
1: I am interested in Lamb. I do think he's good and he would improve my receiving core. But I would also need Eno Benjamin because I have James
0: Conner and failed to secure the handcuff. So I really
1: need Eno. Can we
0: do that? You did fail. You did fail to secure that handcuff, Melfi. It's something that has become a theme uh, across a few different situations like these. Um, I, I'm okay giving up Eno. I think Eno at this point is more valuable to you than he is to me, with uh Connor coming back in theory. Um, I'd be okay with that. I'm not gonna do that just for Gino. I think, especially considering the roster construction where I'd imagine you're trying to move Gino anyway. You're the one who came to me with this offer, so that checks out. Um, I think you'd be willing to maybe throw in a second player. I'm obviously losing a receiver. My receivers, once losing Lamb after Diggs, would fall off pretty precipitously. Maybe I'll try this Chase Claypool thing, because also similar to your running back handcuff, this could make sense with me as a Darnell Mooney owner, considering the new situation there in Chicago. What do you think about this? Maybe a two for two. Gino? And Chase Claypool for C.D. Lamb and Eno you know, Benjamin.
1: Well, I would like more, but my manager is calling me, and there's some HDTVs I got to sell. So I will accept
0: the I will accept your offer. All right, Melfi. I'll be in there later this week to buy the little the the car mount where I have to put my phone. You know, one of those. I'll, I'll get an accessory from you later this week.
2: Carter right, actually, another the, uh, trade works in the Samsung the Samsung division. So I think he does do some TVs. Well, there we go.
0: Nice nice i love a green text uh text bubble when i'm texting <laughs> all right uh, let's move on to trade 2 i will be the or no i guess i'm i'm melfi here right is that the the idea we're going to do another melfi involved trade yeah i'll be melfi bear- and we actually have the man himself kevin vera on the other side you have the rundown in front of you Barra?
2: um yes Although i do well it doesn't
0: actually matter it doesn't matter if you have the rundown or not i'm going to offer a trade and we'll see what you respond with okay so um <clears throat> now Taylor could be a little more aggressive if he wants. Or Melfi can I mean so I, I almost did the bear impression for Melfi. Um I gotta get my Melfi voice back. Barra, Barry, give me a tone. What's the Melfi voice? Yeah. Yeah. There you go. See, that's Barry. That's more Barra though, but yeah. So, no, I, but it's I, like uh, a little
2: it's like a little deeper than that. You know, it's like a little <laughs> yeah, 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 So
1: you're yeah. saying that Melfi sounds like you were a little more
0: manly. Exactly. Uh, it's better once he gets past puberty in the next crushing. five to 10 years or so all right so you know uh, a
2: lot of a lot of people say i have a pretty pretty based voice so actually I recently
0: you have you have shifted to that yeah um it's been a fun time maybe we'll get you on uh you know this, is, this makes you a good podcast guest that's part of the deal Thanks. Thanks. all right so you know, uh, you know uh, kevin you know, i got away i got two weddings i got a wedding thursday i got a wedding saturday maybe we can talk business on friday you want to do a trade
2: what do you got for me, Carter?
0: So I'm thinking, uh, you know, you're a you're a, an Aints fan. <laughs> and uh, maybe uh, you'd be interested in uh, Jameis, uh, the, the Jameis Andy Dalton experience. Is that something that uh, you'd be into since especially uh, you don't seem to be having much quarterback depth right
2: now? Well, Carter, you must have heard that from someone else because I know you don't know about my quarterback's but hang uh are going. Uh, yeah. I gotta
0: check my Bitcoin. Hang on, my Bitcoin's coming in low. Oh shit. All right, go ahead. <laughs> um,
2: <laughs> trying to do but, all the tro-
0: get, get all the tropes out there. All right, go
2: ahead. Yeah, I mean, listen, I think uh you know I'm in need of a quarterback. How much do I believe in the Saints quarterbacks? Like, you know, they're pretty mid. But um what else are you thinking?
0: What else what else am I thinking? Um well I I, I sorry <clears throat> Well, I'd I'd be maybe interested in uh, Clyde Edwards Hilaire. You know, people have been telling you that he's bound to kind of sealing out here at some point. You know, the eye test isn't ever there with him. Um, Maybe you want to get rid of him. He improves my running backs. I'd probably want another player as well. Um, You know, as I just consider my roster, if you just hold for one second. Um, I have, uh, no receivers in the top 10 in fantasy, but I do have three in the top 25, um, maybe give myself a little bit of a chance to improve that situation with Jacoby Myers as well. Um, would you do that as a two for one to help your quarterback situation?
2: Uh, probably not, honestly. I mean, I think Jacoby Myers has been pretty, pretty solid for me all season, uh, Clyde, I'm, I'm willing to listen to, uh, but I might be doing willing to do Clyde and a little fab, but, um, you know, not too, too much more than that. What if I threw
0: in, uh, Robert Woods?
2: Um, uh, maybe, I mean, how, how good has Robert Woods been doing for you, Carter?
0: <clears throat> Please hold. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Just on the sheet. <laughs> He's been doing all right. <laughs> yeah. I mean listen, right. the projections I'll still th- like him. The projections still like him week to week.
2: I'll be honest with you, Carter. Like, you know, I my first favorite USC wide receiver was was Dwayne Jarrett, but Whoa, you know I only saw him for about a year at USC. And, you know, my first true love at wide receiver was Robert Woods, you know, and he's always got a special place in my heart. The ACL or, or whatever really, you know, it hurt me. You know, I, I hate to see him suffer, but you know, I, I could potentially entertain Robert Woods, uh, but I'd probably need some, you know, budget at least for going to do the 2 2. Um, I just think Jacoby Myers is better than Robert Woods, and I think Clyde Edwards still has high potential. You know, there's no such thing as a seventh round guarantee. Oh, phone slipping. Uh there's no such thing as a seventh round guarantee, seventh round picks other than Marcus Colston actually, you know, really don't perform well. So I don't know how much I, I believe in, in Pacheco. Um, unless it's a hot Russian girl. Um and yeah. So we'll see. You know, <laughs> but I, I could be I could be swayed if you throw in a a little one of your special happy endings that you give uh on all your <laughs> best <Buy> five <of laughs> rewards oh,
0: oh, what if i throw in a uh, 10 fab i know you're a big fab guy
2: how much fab do you have carter
0: i got a lot i got a lot we're the rich guys in the league
2: oh, we sure are man who would have thought not me <laughs> cheers to you uh, bro the hot one not the yeah. hot ones meme. Yeah yeah i mean I might consider that um but we'll see i mean I'd have to do a little more deep dive you know let me just talk to my um uh, let me just talk to my my manager and um i'll uh, i'll see if we can maybe you know reconnect
0: all right we'll we'll talk later um all right, we're giving that one an incomplete so <laughs> we have a nice eye for incomplete on that one as bear has is neither here nor there on the uh on the final offer ready do you have something to add here
1: uh, I mean, I was a little – I'm a little surprised that Bear is holding on so tight. I mean, you you were so confident in Jacoby Myers that you didn't even start him last
2: week. If you knew the weekend I had, you would not – there was – I wasn't even on earth the past two weeks. So, um, me looking at my roster and, and cognitively thinking clearly was not an option. So, I would have started Myers, but, you know, I, I just, uh, you know, was, was – not locked in to the world. I mean, look, uh, the only the-
0: team, the only team that can even remotely uh, compare with, uh, with Dan's quarterback situation is Melfi. He's got two of the top six in the entire game and he's got Dak coming back into the fold or he's back in the fold. Um, again, the problem with Melfi as we continue to say is having good trade chips doesn't necessarily mean much if you don't use them. And I would say the same to you there. So uh, that's the second trade. We got one more. And this one will involve, as I pull it up, ooh, two fun names, Curtis and Shannon. I'll set this one out. You guys can pick your uh, your preferred roles here.
1: I'll uh, I'll be Curtis. I'll let Bera be uh, be Shannon.
2: Does uh, Shannon have a high voice, low voice?
1: I honestly don't know what the fuck he sounds like.
2: Damn, bro. So I'm just gonna go high. Shannon, I noticed that
1: you have a, a lot of bad depth uh, and I noticed that I have a lot of good players. So I was looking at your roster and you know I, I'm a Steelers guy i I didn't get a chance to watch the game, but I saw the highlights. your boy AJ Brown really torched my Steelers secondary. so I would really be interested in acquiring him. Uh, but you need a, l- a little depth at a lot of your positions. So I was thinking, I could offer you a, a package to fill out your depth. Uh DK Metcalf, Damian Harris, and Adam Thielen. So you get your wide receiver core is still going to be stronger at the end of it by getting Thielen with Metcalf. And then Damian Harris is going to really improve your running back group.
2: Uh, yeah. AJ Brown, like he he was he's been going off, huh? Right? <laughs> So yeah, I mean he's like, a, he's a great like receiver for my team for sure. But like, and I get it. Like, no, for sure. Like, I like the two for one. You know, I trade the the tier one guy. You give me two guys in like a different tier. Um, but I gotta be honest with you, Kurt. Um, is it okay? It's cool if I call you Kurt.
1: Yeah.
2: Okay. Yeah. Um, Kurt's well, cool. I just feel like you know Damian Harris, like that's like you might as well throw me a ro- roll of toilet paper or, or like instead, like that guy. What I'm gonna like plug him into my lineup for like three to seven points, like bro, like that just doesn't, you know, you might as well like wipe my ass for a week and like we'll call it square.
0: Uh, it's not a bad, not a bad uh, offer.
2: I hey man, I mean I kind of like the offer with the two for one, but. You know, maybe if you could switch around, you know. Poop i meant the asshole, Harris. Yeah, <laughs>
1: okay, I, how about I replace? I don't want to do this because I am a Steelers fan, but I will replace Damian Harris with Deontay Johnson.
2: Um. So Metcalf,
1: Deontay Johnson, and Adam Thielen.
2: Um. So three, three for one, huh?
1: wow yeah three
2: for one fuck that's pretty fucking good um uh, just I don't know about you know Deontay like I feel like Deontay used to be pretty good right I mean I don't watch much football you know I just kind of you know hang out and watch Silence of the Lambs most weekends but um just the same
0: movie just the same movie every weekend
2: Every weekend, that's my thing. But like, I just you know, it it seems sketchy. Like, how bad has Deontay Johnson been? If you're just you know going to throw him as a throw-in,
1: well, I'm not throwing him away. I'm trying. I got to give you good players to get a good player back. You're driving a hard bargain. I didn't want to include him. You made me.
2: I'll be honest with you, Kurt. I haven't looked at my lineup in about a week, and I've been doing a fucking Silence of the Lambs Dahmer Bender, but. Um, how, what other receivers do I have right now?
1: Uh, you have Mike Evans, Rondale Moore, Jerry Judy, who's on by Russell Gage, who's uh, injured or whatever, uh, Brandon Ayuk, who is on by, uh, and that is it.
2: I mean, you gotta be honest, Kurt, Mike Evans, AJ Brown, like, that's pretty good duo. And then, you know, I mean, Rondale Moore, like. He's got some boomer bust potential still,
1: right? We uh, he, he broke a tackle last week and he got, you know, inflated, but you know, his usage is still pretty crappy. You know, I look up and down your lineup, you know, Jerry judy that's a up and down offense with, with Russell Wilson. I know. Cause I have Russ as my quarterback, uh, Brandon. Ayuk, I mean, I got, I got Debo. I know Christian McCaffrey is now going to steal targets away from Ayuk. Um, You know, I you're going to have to fill out that death, bro. I mean, Right now, you know, Gus Bus is hurt. That second flex spot is horrible. You know, you really That's are going right. to have to pull things out.
2: You're right. What if I, we do Mike Evans for Deontay Johnson and uh, and Metcalf? Would you do that, pal?
1: No. Metcalf, to me, is the same as Evans. I'll throw you Maybe 15 even higher.
2: Fab. I'll throw you 15 Fab.
1: I can't do that. I don't take advantage of waivers. I, I'm not active. I'm a, I'm a hardcore journalist.
2: Oh, I'm covering right. Ron
1: DeSantis next week for three days in Tampa. Yikes.
2: Oh, that's fucking... That changes my mind.
0: Spare is boring, um, the oh, sorry. This is Shannon. I'm sorry. Continue. Uh, I'm trying to make the dentist uh, system great
1: again.
2: Yeah, and you know what S stands for? Separate completely. And I'm out of these trade talks. I'm not giving A.J. Brown. Fuck you. Wow. Um, Nah, you know what? Fuck, I don't know what I'm saying.
1: I'll just. Wow, it's hard. Okay. No, we're accepting. We're okay.
2: Yeah, no, maybe we could do that. Maybe, you know, you throw me Deontay Johnson, 10 Fab, and those other two receivers, and we can do A.J. Brown, for sure.
1: Shake on it.
0: Going. it's gonna be great when we hear shan when shannon comes on the show and just sounds exactly like that <laughs>
2: <laughs> i mean i feel bad
0: <laughs> i also think this is the first trade bachelor where we've had a well I, I guess you guys did just shake but we've had quite a bit of uh tension and uh pushback so good job there bringing that into the fold
1: well i think that's more realistic because not all trade negotiations go exactly. well exactly
2: Exactly.
0: All right. Uh, who's getting the rose? Should we just go around and each one of us picks our rose, or do we want to give Barra the rose card this week?
2: I don't. How does that work
1: again? Just pick the one of the three trades. Which one you like the best? Like you think actually makes sense for both sides?
0: Let's give it to Barra. Let's give it to Barry He's the guest. You get the rose and you can hand it to one of the three trades, Barra, Which one?
2: Um, it's a, it's a toss up between the Melfi Taylor trade and the, uh, the Shannon trade, but I'm going to go with the Shannon trade. I mean, it's a blockbuster, and I, I think completely solid, solidifies depth, obviously, for Shannon. You, you lose A.J. Brown, but, you know, then you have a plethora of, you know, B, C-plus-to-B uh, options that, you know, will probably produce better for your team overall. Um, you know, and you, you can't rely on a guy like A.J. Brown's a great receiver, and, like, you can rely on him, but, like, you can't guarantee this guy's going to be putting up 30-plus every week. You know, like, and, and there's got to be points that are, are uh, you know, dispersed and uh, you know, buried, whatever the fuck the word is, uh Broken down into different pieces.
0: <laughs> well said. So, uh, well said. <clears throat> yeah. All right. So the rose has been decided. Barra, thanks for playing along. What do you think about your first fake trade, Bachelor, Bara?
2: Um, it was really cool, man. It was like it was way cooler than what's going on in the Knicks game right now. Jesus is so ugly to watch. My live oh, bet minus so four ugly. and a
0: half is going to hit. You took that live, or was that the pre flop? No, I I got it
1: live. Whenever I said I was going to bet on the Hawks, nice, nice. Um, wow, RJ blocked by Dejounte. <laughs>
0: I'll be, yeah, on the I'll be honest. I'll be honest, You you getting smoked like this on a bad trade night is pretty embarrassing. But um, anyway.
2: This next next fell apart. i actually might be going to the next Thunder game on the 13th.
0: Yeah, thanks for the invite. You know who's a Thunder
2: fan? I'm going with uh I'm not going with Carter though. Uh,
0: I was gonna say Melfi's a Thunder fan, so um,
2: he is? Yeah and uh, I'm probably going, I'm probably going with my boy uh, my boy from Jersey City. But um, my birthday for anyone who doesn't remember, uh, mm-hmm. is the 14th. So Monday night football, let's go.
0: I always think it's no 17
2: The fourteenth. Nah, a lot of people, a lot of people do for some disrespectful last yeah. reason, but you know, cool thing about Taylor is, um uh, Taylor's actually got a birthday on the 30th and not this year, but next year it'll be 30 for 30. The ESPN special, the Taylor Wilson growing up story.
1: 30 there you go Whoa. nice yeah, that'd be fun. oh
2: taylor has got, got about a 375 hundred and has got about 380 days left in his 20s before before that gray hair starts all making sense
0: i think you're you're there right reed or uh, have, no next year ne- okay so you're all you're you and I are pretty close then yeah you know, um, like a few months okay all right, let's let's uh, let's pick the games really quick before we go through the picks for this week. Just to check in, we're basically at the mid-season point now. The NFL decides to do the fucking odd number of games, so there's no mid-season anymore. Or no, sorry, there is. There's actually now a mid-season because the bye, right? Am I getting yeah, the well, math
1: right? Yeah. Yeah. Our, uh, yeah. What do you call it? Yeah, for the NFL, there is. I mean, for our yeah. season, or what, what do you call it, we're past the halfway point.
0: True, true. In terms of our regular season, we are way past the halfway point, so this is overdue. Uh, just taking a look at the playoff picture and where we're at right now. As things stand, the buys are Dan, Yol, and Jack. Quarterfinals, Barra versus Shannon, Reed versus Curtis, and then in the dog shit consolation bracket, me, Melfi, Eric, and Nick. Um, before we just run through these picks, out of those teams not in the playoffs, and I feel pretty strongly about my pick here, but I'll defer to you all first. Um, who do you think's most likely to kind of rebound
2: and get in? Barry, uh, you start. Nick, Nick, clearly. I mean, let's let's just call it what it is. There's a reason three of those four names are consistently in the dog shit bracket. It's Melfi, uh, yeah. it's you, and it's it's Eric. You guys just for some reason can never like. I might not be like top end like perfect my team like I don't make enough moves but I'm I've like the last three years Dude, I make so many more always, moves than
0: you it's so it's you so do, fun. you,
2: you do so but like you still but you still can't <laughs> compete with me bro and it's like yeah, you're not the last wrong. three years I can't say the that. last three years if we go to winning percentage the last three seasons I mean I'm I'm one of the top five people well you were awful year
0: one you're awful year one.
2: I said last three. I wasn't awful. <sighs> I was literally like a little under five hundred Okay. Um, but at the end of the day, I mean, I've been in the last four years. You look at total wins, and you're adding I've been a year one to the history of this league. But I get it. We've yeah. been in it four years. This is the fourth year. Is it? Yeah, it is.
0: Oh wow, that's on me. Okay, continue.
2: And the the last the four years total wins. You look at it. I'm one of the you highest. If I can get married
0: like, or something, what's got like?
2: But the, the last series. three seasons, 100. percent, I have been one of the best man, like best teams. Uh, without a doubt in terms of you points. Saw you, saw in terms you didn't
0: say one of the best managers. This is the funny part of this. You did not it, say one of the in, best managers. In
2: terms, in terms of points forward. Um, you know, if you probably look at my points against, I've gotten fucked probably more than most people, but points forward and wins, I've been one of the more successful teams. So like I said, there's three there's three names. You had that the are lowest points left.
1: or you have the second lowest points against in the division.
2: This year, maybe. This year, yes. Last two years different. Now, what Maybe. I will say, what I That's will say defense. is like I said, there's there's three names that are consistently in there. Nick's proven to be uh, you know, Bear, I know can... I know
0: where your grandparents live, bro. I'll beat your ass, dude. I'll beat dude, your fucking ass.
2: There's three there's Nick Nick has shown a track record of, of figuring it out and putting quality product on the team. I mean, yes, he's struggled and his team has underperformed. But, you know, if I'm if I'm betting on one horse, I'm betting on the secretariat. And there's only one potential secretariat out of those four, and that is Mr. Nick Eden, Ben's walking boot, or whatever his new name is.
1: No, he's still Ben's walking boots. And, you know, I would say that if we're just looking purely at the current rosters that they have, I would have to go with Melfi, Country Road, take Mahomes. I think the roster is stacked. But I just think that you have to have the institutional respect for for Nick here. And just trust that he's going to find a way to figure it out because he always does. Uh, And he's pretty well set up with his handcuffs. You know, he's had a lot of injuries with JT and Swift this year, and he's still, he's got Deion Jackson and Jamal Williams taking care of it. So you got to go with Nick just based on that. And he's got the extra wind banked.
0: The crazy Nick's team. It's funny because like we talked earlier in the year where it's like, he has the right depth, certainly at running back and at a few positions to maybe sustain some of these injuries. And You know, uh, he kind of has. He kind of hasn't. Things have fallen out from under him a little bit. Um, I'm not a huge fan of his receiver situation. I think along with Eric, it's probably the worst receiver situation in the league. Tyler Boyd, the only guy in the top 25. Obviously, Amon Ra being fully healthy should solve a lot of that. Um, So that's a little bit of a wait and see. But if he's anything like the first two weeks, that will solve itself. I think top to bottom, though, I would probably lean uh, Melfi as well. Um, like we say, quarterback is a position of extreme value in this league. You can look at my struggles this year and, and connect some of the dots from the Lance injury on to having a kind of medium to high-end QB2 at best low-end QB1 anchoring a bad quarterback situation. It's really hard to survive that. You can find ways to move chess pieces around at receiver, um, if you have a great anchor at running back, you can do the same at the backs, but fixing quarterback situation in this league is tricky. And Melfi has the second best quarterback situation in fantasy this year. Um, Versus now,
2: who? Who's first? Who's first? Dan. Dan. Daniel. Jalen Hurts and Josh Allen. Josh
0: Allen and Jalen Hurts, two of the top five quarterbacks. And, in- and Mariota. Mariota. Top two. So he has two of the top – yeah, so he has the, the top two, right? Is that where it's at right now? It yeah, changes a little bit with Lamar Lamar throws it off a little bit um two of the top two or three week to week and then like you say he has I think he has four quarterbacks in the top 25 oh because exactly so that's a little bit of a cheating one but you know he has Mariota in there as well uh and then again Melfi if we're gonna put this onus on quarterbacks Melfi has two of the top six and Dak could absolutely be a top 10 guy despite missing time by the end of the year So I do feel a little bit like the Melfi ceiling is dependent on one or two big moves. And that would be the worry in terms of backing Melfi. But I think in terms of talent, like I said, I don't like the receiver situation that Nick has at all. I think he's managed and he's given himself a chance with the running back depth that he has, where once some of those guys get healthy, that could be a really fun situation. Um, And his quarterbacks, you know, if I'm going to put the priorities there, obviously as Lamar, and Carr is a QB2 along with Lamar is is a fine complementary piece. You know, I I don't think Carr has excited anyone this year, but if Lamar is your anchor at QB1, that's a perfectly acceptable QB2. Ultimately, though, I'm going to go the talent of Melfi. I'm putting trust and faith in Melfi to make one of these two moves that I think he needs to make. Hopefully one of them is to me. Maybe I get a quarterback out of it like we did in fake trade bachelor. But Melfi, I'm giving you faith. Don't let me down. Actually, please let me down so that I can get into the playoffs instead. So, here we go. Okay. um, That's one side of the coin. The other side of the coin, team in the playoffs, most likely to make it out. If someone's getting in there, someone has to drop out. Barrett, who do you think that's going to be?
2: So, you're talking out of me, Catsper. <laughs> uh Give us Jack. like a
0: 30-second answer because the clock. Who, who, who are
2: the teams? Who are the teams?
0: Well, it's all the rundown. <laughs> We can't We can't go through the teams in three and a half minutes on the Zoom call there Reed, let's go to you, we're skipping yeah, that It's
1: Daniel, Jack, me, you, Curtis, and Shannon
2: there's um, one person that's going to drop out It's probably going to be uh, Reed Foster I, I don't or, think me. So. or me, or me
1: yeah, well, We're going to be tied after this week Because uh, I want to get the win um, So I would say Shannon, number one, most likely to drop out Barra, number two, most likely to drop out and actually, the funny thing is that we are pl- all playing, I believe, this week. Yes, Shannon is playing Curtis, and I am
0: playing Barra. So we'll get a little separation for that. Absolutely. Uh, we're on the Zoom clock. We got two minutes. I'm gonna. I'm picking Bera. Uh, I, I just think the lack of moves, um, the lack of energy, the lack of waiver plays uh, is going to come back to bite him. He's survived and he's five and three. So we'll see what happens there. Um, Shannon, I do think probably also, I'm, I'm throwing multiple options in there. Uh, but Shannon, I feel a little bit similar to the Melfi thing where it's like, I feel like he could make a move or two and actually have a pretty decent team. Um, we'll see if that happens or not. So anyway, two minutes. We want to quickly pick the games. Yeah, sure. All right, let's run through them. Uh, we will start. I'm going up against Melfi this week. Maybe there will be a trade that happens by the time the Sunday games kick off. Maybe not. But as things stand, he's projected to beat me by 30. Uh just running through it quickly. I do have, I need to figure out a defense and a couple of other considerations there. So the projections will change a little bit. Melfi is 69% favorite. Are you guys going with the computers? Yeah, I'm gonna go with them. I'm high on the Melfi's team. I've been on high on them all year. You have. To your credit, since basically post draft, you've been on the Melfi trend. Barry, uh, go ahead
2: um uh, yeah i'll probably lean Melphy, but i think you will put up a fight on like most weeks
0: i had a digs buy then an eckler buy now a Lam buy so all of my uh anchors uh are hurting me here consecutively either way uh i i, I need a move or two before i can get back to really competitive in games like these. it's nine versus eight so seating's important here i'm taking Melfi also justin squared against mr big chase i think we're all taking big chase do we need a yeah downshift there no winning is a breeze versus Reed. i'll let you all get into it here 30 seconds i'm winning
2: Bara. uh once i make the qb trade i'm winning
0: this looks like a bloodbath in terms of where the computers are going here obviously bear has got to move half of his roster around so we'll see what happens there even beyond quarterback you need to put some guys in Bara. so just as a reminder
2: Um i, I am know, though just despite,
0: despite all that i've said that that this is going to catch up to Barra for a while i think it does Momentum, Reed's team is moving in the exact opposite direction second half of the season. All right, Dennis system against Anti-Vaxenville Jaguars. I'm going the back the Anti-Vax squad. What you guys got?
2: Same,
1: Anti-Vaxers.
2: Uh, I will be going as you well. You got 2 with, seconds. With, I'll be going with that team as well.
0: Anti-Vaxers oh. across the board and then Ben's walking boots against the top seed in the in the league 7 versus 1 against baby don't Hurts me who we got? Are we going with the favorite or not? Lamar, big game against the Saints because the Saints suck. Barra